terrorize the world. Hey, if you love what you've been hearing so far, please consider supporting Nick and I on Patreon. We put loads of work into all of the podcasts that we do, and we've created our own little network. So you can be one of our first supporters. Just go over to Patreon to the Black Lagoon Network. That's patreon.com slash BLN. You can support all of our shows there. You tell us. This is your idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, with the current epidemic going on Oh, right now, shut up. We are not starting the video like this. <laughs> I forgot about the reason you chose this. So, with the current epidemic this that's going on right now... Nothing in common <laughs> I figured with it the was, rage virus. <laughs> I figured it was really appropriate that we covered... Oh, we covered both films, so this is a double feature episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about 28 Days and 28 Weeks Later. Ooh, yes. I'm excited. Which, which has nothing in common with COVID-19. Don't listen to Brian. It has everything. Okay, this is ridiculous. We are not doing this. They're good movies, and that's why we're reviewing them. Yes, <laughs> not, totally. We're not banking off of a pandemic. So, I man, I have good memories of watching uh, 28 Days Later. I remember when I first... This is a 2002 film. I mean, this is... That's crazy that it's that old. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I was born in 1998. That's, I can't, I have so much trouble putting these two things together. I thought this was a, a newer film than that. I'm blown away that it's that old. Because I've seen movie, early 2000s movies, and they're not. Some of them are really hard to sit through. Well, but I, I remember watching this film where I was at, I was going grocery shopping with my parents. <laughs> years ago and we picked it up off of like the buy a movie shelf that they would keep by the register because we thought it looked interesting and brought it home and i had no idea what i was about to watch and i was blown away by just like the artistic like uh style of the film and the grittiness and the just brooding soundtrack and I, I, it really took me aback, and I was worried about revisiting this because we did our last episode on, on the Descent films, and ultimately, it didn't live up to my expectations. This film did. I, I finished 28 Days Later, and I was like, man, that's, that is still a cult classic film. Like, I, 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 I deeply enjoyed it for reasons that we'll, we'll jump into later in the episode. Um, the second one we'll talk about later. However, this one, I, I was like, over the moon, that it really held up for me. Some parts didn't. Overall, the film was brilliant, though. Um, what about you? You gotta give me your overview of your feelings here. Oh, boy. So, I remember when I was little, when I first saw this movie, I went over to a friend's house, and they had recently uh, purchased 28 Days Later, and we were very in, we were very much into zombies, like zombies everything. We we loved Resident Evil. We enjoyed Call of Duty, Nazi zombies, all all that jazz. Yeah, uh, oh, those <laughs> were the days. Uh, I remember sitting there watching the beginning of this movie, 
and feeling sick to my stomach. This, uh, the moment when the chimp bites the female uh, rights activist in the throat and she spews blood out of her out of her mouth and screams i'm burning that made me cringe and it made me feel sick to my stomach back then yeah and <laughs> uh, i currently own the film obviously in my collection and i was I, ha- I hadn't seen the the movie in a really long time like years had gone by and I was afraid. I was actually afraid of putting it back in uh, to, like, relive the that sick feeling watching that scene. And eventually I, I did it. I was like, that wasn't as bad as I remember. <laughs> but the yeah. movie is really good. And, it, and again, it takes a lot for, uh, for me to really cringe at, like, a movie like that. Uh, so, so yeah. Twenty eight days later, the 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 film style, the way the movie was directed, kind of give you the gave you this indie, like indie filmmaker feel to it. And it felt. It was very grainy. Yeah. yeah, they were going for a documentary style, and um, they used a lot of film grain, almost like cam colder, uh, cam quarter held type of videotaping. And one thing that immediately jumped out at me is how good the camera work is. Like, how incredibly unique it is. Like, it isn't just, like, there's good cinematography, like The Revenant or something like that. Like, you're obviously like, yeah, that's some good camera work. And then there's completely, utterly original styles of filming. Like, watch Train Spotting. It'll blow your mind. You've never seen a movie filmed like that. Right. And then watch this movie. It's a new way of filming things like I love the first person zombie charging where the audio stays quiet and you just see a camera swooping in and then it just bashes through the window and suddenly it's there. Right. I mean, it, it's the camera work is so well done. The only thing that tops it in my book is the soundtrack, which is ridiculously good. I never talk about movie soundtracks in our in our series, but they do this gritty British punk and this gritty kind of British pop music. And they'll play it over these scenes of just landscapes or empty, the empty city. And then they'll do like some Brian Eno was on there from the Apollo album. They were doing these incredible atmospheres and choral music. And it was really just a fantastic music selection for a gritty dark movie. And they played some upbeat music, you know, over the scenes of devastation and then also beauty. I just love the range that this movie was playing to. It wasn't just all doom and gloom. It, it was really like, no, the like significant parts of the UK are still intact and beautiful. Not everything's on fire, right? And they're, they showed you all of that. And that's one thing a lot of apocalypse films and, and pandemic films don't do, which is show you the full range of emotion from gleeful and happy and beautiful to dark and gritty and you know having your eyes gouged out. All of it is in this film and all of it has a soundtrack that matches it perfectly. And I still don't, I still can't name a horror movie that really does that, that well. Like, I, I struggle to think of anything. Uh, so I just, like... One, one really comes to mind, uh, the world that we're living in right now. Yeah, do you want to describe to me the soundtrack to the world that we're living in right now? 
or are you just looking for another way to upset me? There's <laughs> Do you want to break down your analogy and, and defend uh, what you just said? How it's at all relevant? <laughs> genres. It, it really doesn't wow. really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is deep. Right? <laughs> right? So deep. So deep. Oh my god. I just ran through all of my notes for 28 Days Later. I just scrolled down and saw 28 Weeks Later. God, I love this movie. I, did, I don't have any other notes really about it. I have a few things, but uh, I really like this. I really did. Okay, so 28, 28 Days Later focuses on the survival of, of human beings as a whole and what they are willing to do to live to survive they'd go through any lengths to make sure that they're alive no matter what some people are willing to put their lives over other lives and some people are willing to put their own lives at stake in order to save somebody else that they care about that's it really shows you the wide range of human emotion between each and every character like selena for instance she talks about how uh she's only like out for herself if if you get infected she won't she won't hesitate she'll kill you in a heartbeat and and jim is a bit of a different character not really knowing what's going on because he had just woken up from a coma which that's another like apocalyptic trope i think and i don't know what started it when we go back this far i wonder how many things in this movie that felt kind of cliche were actually taken from this movie like um there, there were a lot of things that felt like this is a side quest in fallout <laughs> like when i was watching this and i, I know fallout didn't you know <laughs> so i i just i wonder i know this is part of the zombie craves right i mean I, you remember that time when everything was zombies and people loved it this was a huge part of that and i wondered how much groundwork it did in its own right to set the standard for that trend and then how much i don't know how much it copied from other things but so i i, I wonder how much new stuff was going on in this film that now seems old looking back at it now you say this was a part of the zombie craze which I can kind of see, but a lot of people tend to mistake this movie for a zombie film. And uh, I believe Danny Boyle himself, the director, says these aren't zombies. These are human beings who have been infected by a virus. Uh, and to, think, to even think about it, they're still conscious. They're still, right. they, but they have no control of their of their body. This virus has taken over their the control of their body, so they're immediately thrown into this rage. Uh, there's a there's a whole like scientific YouTube video going into detail about what this virus is. They. And how it came to be, the scientists are trying to figure a way to control uh, the human beings' uh, primitive instinct uh, to like control their rage. So they're trying to like uh, 
figure a way to like take that out of human beings by using a small strain of Ebola uh, mixed with like something else and they inject it into the apes and it's like a whole scientific spiel that I'm really not gonna go into but you can definitely type in the rage virus uh, explained and you'll find plenty of uh, videos on that but uh... yeah so from my understanding the the nomenclatural issue with zombies is they've got to die and come back and in this film they don't die and come back is that kind of the the gist of that argument of why he isn't calling these zombies uh, uh sort of yeah yeah uh they're they're not undead whatsoever you shoot them in the body they immediately die it doesn't take a headshot well you can yeah. shoot them in the head and they'll die instantly but they need their organs they need to eat they need to drink water uh if they don't if they go for a long period of time without uh getting nutrition they will starve to death i love that die that is one of the that is one of the coolest parts about the lore in this film is the fact that if they don't get what they need they die and that adds so, i don't know why that makes it so much creepier to me like just the scene i mean all right clearly this is a spoiler review this is an old film we're going to talk about spoilers near the end of the film before we cut to seeing kind of like the end game with the protagonist and, and his little group that he has we just see starving people zombies i'm going to call them zombies because this is definitively a zombie movie I know there's a nomenclature thing here, but this is so important. This is a zombie it's film. It's not a zombie film, Dan. <laughs> Everything else is about it. Infected film. Characteristically, with these things infecting other people and taking over cities, and it, it, it borrows a lot from zombie stuff. It, is, it feels like a rebranding of zombie stuff. We'll, we'll call it infected, though. You see infected people on the ground starving to death, which is great. I don't know why that scene right there does so much for this movie and the lore, but it really makes it feel like a temporary problem. Because you know that he, What a bizarre thing to do. It can be resolved by either, like, staying indoors, which all of you need to do is stay indoors. Don't come in contact with, with anybody. <laughs> uh, and, you know, just starve out this virus and yeah uh, there's actually like uh there is a possibility that you could create a vaccine i know i'm probably pissing you off right now but like i don't care i am dead your, your audio was cutting in and out and then i just heard i saw you look at me with this little snarky look and then i heard you trying to give advice <laughs> about covid19 <laughs> and i just smiled and went along with it so I heard 20% of that and it was enough to just I'm make me move on. Regardless if you didn't hear it or not, this is, I'm not editing that out. Please do. Uh, yes. It'll be a discovery. Uh, so one thing that I really wanted to point out. So originally in my notes, I, I put Mike, which is not a fucking character. It's Mark. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, I screwed up. I messed up. I made sure to <laughs> scribble Mike out and write Mark back in. Uh, but when 
that, that, that scene you were mentioning uh, er, earlier in this episode where the zombies burst through the window when Jim was like having a uh, having a flashback of his now dead parents and him sitting there drinking orange juice right. and he's just standing there by the window <laughs> holding a candle and the and you get a you get a shot from the outside looking in on the window and the infected just bust through in. Uh, mm -hmm. After that conflict happens, you see Mark holding his arm, him bleeding, and Selena, without hesitation, butchers the shit out of him. Just no remorse whatsoever. Like, if this was your long, like, lost brother, just fuck you, dead. Uh, and she says, uh, I could see it in his face that he knew he was infected. And I'm going to say, bull fucking shit. Bullshit. From what, from my point of view, from my perspective of what I saw, I did not see any teeth marks on his arm. I saw a laceration. I don't know about you, but I saw a laceration. He wasn't bitten. Yeah, I don't know either. And, and I wonder how much of this didn't translate. Like in the script, maybe he was truly bitten and we were supposed to somehow know this. And then when they did all the set design, it didn't fall through. Like we didn't see it happen. That could have been a choreog choreography issue. It could have been a, anything. Or maybe... It, it doesn't seem like her character to kill somebody in cold blood for no reason. Well, maybe... However, maybe she just didn't even want to take the necessarily chance. necessarily for no reason. It was she assumes that he was bitten without taking any chances mm -hmm. or anything into consideration. Maybe he's not infected. You don't want to take that chance. If he's infected, he's going to turn immediately. I'm going to kill him anyways. And that kind of shows... Yeah, which is especially... It doesn't even need to be a bite. I, I just, I love the idea of it's just blood. Like, just blood entering your body in any other, like, there's a great scene where the blood drops into the guy's eye when he's just unceremoniously kicking a door. And it's like, God, that's all it took. You know, this guy did so good staving it off, and that's all it took. Now he's infected. Within seconds, he turns around, and he's, he's infected. Great. Wonderful. I, I could see her maybe being over-cautious uh, over in, that, in that regard. So... Um, one thing I love about this movie, part of this is um, like with the guy kicking the door and getting infected. That's the end of his life. Like one bad move and it's all over. It doesn't matter how many precautions you take. One dumb move and bad luck and it's gone. I love that this film does that yeah. so often, especially at the very beginning. It's like this, if the world's going to end, it's going to be this tiny local human error that has a global ripple effect. It's going to be, you know, a small group of people who go into a lab and think they're doing right, and then they couldn't have known better. It literally causes the downfall of a huge part of the world. How far, how far is this infection? Do we know? Is, was it contained to the UK? I forget. I believe it was contained, it was contained I know. in the UK at first, and then by the end of weeks, it spreads to London. Yes. 
And we see the Eiffel Tower at the end of weeks in the camcorder footage at the very end, which they're teasing a movie I don't want to see, <laughs> but we'll actually, get to that. Uh, so I'm actually very, I'm sort of excited. I'm, I'm excited for 28 months later, which... Oh, wait, is it really uh, coming Boyle, out? The original, the original creator for right. 28 Days Later is in the talks about creating 28 months later so it's been it's been in the talks for okay. for a few years now so i don't know when we're gonna i'm lukewarm about it we're gonna see that but if it happens i'm excited yeah uh so i have yeah. a few questions for you they're not super intense serious questions that are just gonna melt your brain man uh so for my first question, Pepsi or Tang? What is Tango. Tang? I heard that too. I uh, wasn't no. It's I orange no soda. Idea, but... Yeah, okay. So I guess I that must be like an actual in, thing in Yeah. the UK around that time where I've never heard of that before. I guess that didn't jump the pond with everything else. I don't probably Pepsi. I hate you Pepsi. Hate? I probably would hate Tango too. <laughs> uh, I don't enjoy it. I'm okay with root beer sometimes. I don't really like yeah, soda that I much. Recently got back into drinking heavy amounts of soda as a recent, and it's not doing good for my health. I'm getting <laughs> fat. I need to stop. Uh, okay, <laughs> like I'm starting to develop a really bad gut. So days or weeks. <laughs> As in the movies? Sure. Do, do you want to talk about the concept of time, day versus week? Which which one do I think is better? <laughs> if we're talking movies, I honestly, there is not even a competition. 28 Days Later is definitively better in every regard than 28 Weeks Later. Every regard. There's not a single ounce of me that has any sympathy for 28 Sorry. Weeks Later. Which is an okay film, but it's mediocre Favorite in my book. Favorite scene? Um, it's a montage where they're all walking in like the green, this green grassy area of the UK, and they're sleeping out by the ruins, and Brian Eno's Ascent is playing in the background, and it feels like you're watching a yeah. different movie. I just think it's brilliant, because it makes the horrific violence jump out at you when it happens but then it also makes you realize that it's an unexpected film and anything can happen even a weird calm montage of just people being people in a beautiful place and that takes that takes guts to put into a zombie film montage i'm, I'm thinking of south park right now uh, <laughs> all right and final question do you think that this film warranted a sequel. Nope. Well, actually, I'm saying that after watching 28 Weeks Later for the first time 30 minutes ago. I think it could have had a sequel. And I like the idea of it focusing on a rebuilding phase, hammering home that this is temporary. I love that idea, that this is all temporary. These things will starve and then die, and then we can go back 
it could have settled on that and it could have done what the first film did and focus on human drama and just survival without like like oh i need to avenge my brother who was killed by a rival survival group let me go track him down in the backdrop of an infected zombie storyline it's like no it's just about survival no one's saving the world they don't have to make it to dc within 10 weeks before zombies go to china yeah i don't know right it's just like we're surviving and we are helpless that is great 28 weeks later botched the storyline we can't have heroes we can't have people who save the whole world if only we protect them that is the most trite watered down thing you can possibly do and it took so much out of what 28 days did well so much i kind of feel like you just took a few pot shots at the walking dead but oh my god yes i i I used to really like the show, and then it kept going, and then it kept going, and then it kept going, and oh my god, I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has does. its merits, but it boy, it, it everyone can't god, be superheroes anymore. I was so anymore. young when that show came out. Isn't that crazy to oh, think back god, to that? Oh god, I'm old. <laughs> We're old. Ew. Uh, okay, so this is the perfect time to make... Uh, to fast forward in time there we go fast forward in time 28 weeks later all righty nice transition <laughs> all right <laughs> seamless <laughs> nick's in the editor's seat now so he's thinking I'm, like a host i'm trying pretty good i like I'm it i'm editor in queef right now you know me I'm, I'm trying right. my hardest. Uh, <laughs> so I apologize for the shitty job that I am doing, everybody who's... who's uh... <laughs> no, you're doing great, man. Okay. So... Okay, 28 weeks later. I have a big question for you. Does a bigger budget mean that you're going to get a better film? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? Do... <laughs> like, l let me ask you a question. Do you think uh, graphics in a video game really matter? Or does gameplay matter? No. Yeah, right? Gameplay, Ga definitely. Gameplay, definitely. Narrative. If there is substance to, whether it be film, whether it be video games, whether it be art, more does not mean better. It really doesn't. Right. And I feel, I feel disappointed in this film because... This could have been done so much better, and yeah. So, from now on, I'm going to. I, I'm gonna I'm like I'm gonna tell you what I, what I truly think, but in doing so, if it's a film that I just don't care about or just really didn't like, I'm gonna at least give the film a benefit of the doubt and be nice to it, and I'm going to give it like one like positive okay. out of everything else before i tear it a new one so the very beginning of the movie very beginning of the movie we we start off with the survivors in the little cottage talking getting ready for supper uh 
sort of bickering amongst one another. Oh, your your boyfriend isn't coming back. All the, all that jazz. And then the infected come. You you see okay. You see uh, the main character hesitate on letting the boy in in the cottage. And you see the wife being so willing to risk risk everybody's lives to save one life. And that's, that's showing the duality of surviving in a world that's gone to hell. And it kind of does the same thing that the first movie does. And it's kind of funny mm-hmm. because the first sequence in this movie is directed by Danny Boyle, the guy who's done... 127 hours also did you mention train spotting earlier you mentioned train spotting earlier i did and i feel like you mentioned that because danny boyle did that film i didn't actually i had no idea did he really give me one second because i just compared the camera work to train spotting what (laughs) did he (laughs) that's crazy from danny boyle the director of train spotting what that his camera work is so good that so, the first thing I looked at it, I immediately knew that he did it. That's insane. So he, God, that guy's good. He's done Twenty Eight Days Later, Train Spotting, which I've never seen. One hundred and twenty-seven. Well, Begbie. One hundred. Begbie and Train Spotting is the protagonist, or at least the dad. In Twenty Eight Weeks Later, it's the same actor, which is kind of cool. Uh, one hundred and twenty-seven hours later. Uh, okay. I think. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> James Franco. It might not be later, but yeah. <laughs> later, 127 <laughs> hours. Uh, it's in the later universe. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He finally cuts that his arm. Finally cuts his arm off. Oh, to, to and he finds to, out <laughs> to get back to civilization, only for people. There to... needs to be an alternative ending. <laughs> <laughs> All of that work <laughs> based on a true story. Oh man. What? Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, then uh, he did Slumdog Millionaire, which I've never seen. I've only heard about Oh, my God. Kid. Yeah. This guy, jeez. I had no idea he was so talented. Those are solid films. I will, wow. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Even though I haven't seen all, like, his full discography, I really do enjoy 100, uh, 128 Days Later. I'm just, I'm losing my fucking mind here, man. Uh, 28 days later, I even looked. I even looked at the the movie case, and I said, "128 days later, my brain is just going to mush." <laughs> okay, I enjoy what he did with that film. He's really good at directing. He's really good at building atmosphere, whether it be realistic yeah. or art- artistic, not autistic. Uh, I kind of had my problems and issues with uh, the, the sequence where Jim is wandering wandering around uh, London and everything is empty. There's no bodies. I was kind of like, that's kind of lame. But then I figured out that it was a choice by Danny Boyle to not have any bodies and sort of give this uh, sense of being alone and also yeah. building... T- and it became building tension yes, for the audience absolutely so so he's yelling hello is anybody there 
and you're like, <laughs> dude, shut the fuck up. You're going to like attract unwanted attention to yourself and you're going to you're going to get your ass killed. Uh so that's wonderfully done. So the first sequence yeah. of 28 weeks later, I want to say 128 so bad. It's <laughs> becoming an issue. That's another thing that I have to mark on my little post-it note. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that whole sequence, and I've noticed a lot of people talking about how shitty the main character is for leaving his wife. And I kind of have to defend him. I have to defend this character. Because, yes, it is a very shitty thing to do to leave your wife and run for your life. But, you put yourself... Under the best but I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, you should not leave your wife to certain death. However, (laughs) please go on. No, you set the stage. (laughs) So I feel like if you put yourself in the shoes of the main character, you have no weapon. The infected are bursting in the room within split seconds. One of them is chasing after you and you're behind a door. Are you going to risk your life? A single amount of fluid coming anywhere near your orifice, your cocksucker, your your eyeballs, whatever. You're dead. You're done. It's 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 yeah. over. Are you really going to risk that? Or are you going to just go with the ladder and run? I think nine times out of ten, everybody who's giving this main character shit, they're gonna run. I don't I don't care what you say, you're human. You're gonna shit yourself. You see a sprinting infected coming at you. The thought Yeah, and one of the things I appreciate about the movie is that that felt like something that could have been in twenty eight days later. It could have. It felt like it was looking at human nature and saying, What do people do in these insane circumstances that you wouldn't expect? Because everyone feels like a hero. Everyone feels like they could be the protagonist of a movie when they're sitting on their couch watching it. In reality, we would be extras who die horrifically, probably. Certainly. We wouldn't make it far. <laughs> so I love this idea that the, the, this character who we're supposed to follow, he's a protagonist for a short period of time, is horrible. Yeah, he is. Not because he is in his fabric of his being a horrible guy, but because he did something terrible. In circumstances that were really unclear though so while the movie doesn't ask us to sympathize with with him mm-hmm. when he starts lying to his kids it's more like oh he's kind of supposed to be a nasty guy but it's also like okay no one feels like you shot her in the head it's an interesting moral dilemma that is the first and last interesting thing that happens in this movie and i'm not surprised that that's all a, a sequence that this guy did you know i thought that, that was a good dilemma the rest of the film though stumbles and stumbles and stumbles and like do you want to hear what happens oh you go ahead i have to pee really fucking bad <laughs> go <laughs> i'll okay. be right back go for it so i'm sitting here i'm okay. watching this film taking notes 18 weeks mainland britain is declared free of infection 
Are you 100% sure of that? I asked myself. I asked the film. 24 week reconstruction 24 weeks reconstruction begins. 24 weeks after the whole like pandemic and everything, you decide to bring fucking people into London, it, into the UK overall and repopulate England. How like and then they're literally saying on on the train when we're being introduced to this area and they have that weird lady on there like talking about like it's some like futuristic utopia saying like just don't leave the perimeter because things could be out there still <laughs> it's like why are we doing this <laughs> i want to go back i want to go it's still out there <laughs> i want to go back they bring your kids it's been weeks it's been a matter of months and it's like oh that's crazy to me yeah it's really really ridiculous and stupid and I just I facepalmed there have been multiple scenes where I've facepalmed over and over again and it really bumps me out because if Danny Boyle really really decided well if he had more control over the sequel than than what we're you know given this movie would have been a lot better if he were to actually make sure. make, make the sequel to 28 Days Later, which didn't happen, we got something completely different. Now, I like to imagine that this movie, they took, like, the very, like, at the, the end of 28 Days Later, where there's a bunch of action, like the final, the final half of the movie, there's a lot of action and stuff. And they just spread it out and like up mm-hmm. up into fucking twenty, and just make it right. really really insane. Uh, so okay, so I feel like the first movie had a lot more to say within the dialogue, a lot more meaning. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Uh, Everything felt like it had more substance. But. In the sequel, everything feels dumbed down. We get a team. We go. We get a team right. of American roof. Oh my god! Yes, I know. Snipers <laughs> staring at civilians masturbating and fucking, and I'm like, it's so hollow and dumb. Like we literally go from two interesting moral dilemmas in the intro to a weird train ride and like a messy exposition. To literally just a bunch of like ready-made marine jocks talking about how badly they want combat. Who, all of that can be taken out with without losing anything in this nearly two-hour-long movie. There is no need for it. They wanted us to form some human connection with the one cop who happens, or the one uh, uh, military guy who happens to be, not even have a heart, but just be like moderately human, <laughs> like. Compared to what the other ones were doing, are you talking and, about? Uh, oh my! <laughs> he was in the he was in uh, the Marvel universe. Didn't you know that? Yeah, yeah. He he's a pretty big actor. Yeah. There were a few big actors in this movie, like big stars. I don't know. I feel like it just lost so much. They blew up the budget. They got more casting. They got they loaded this one up with like action CGI and stuff like that. And like. 
the whole plot becomes clear around this time where you realize that the whole like we're rebuilding backdrop is entirely pointless the one redeeming facet of this film which is like oh how will they rebuild how will people cope with like the psychic trauma of an entire city trying to eat itself no we're not going to worry about that we're not going to think about that we're just going to look at a marine who wants combat and then doesn't want to shoot innocent people and then we're going to look at like uh, a kid who might have the genes that could create a serum that could save the world. We have to protect him. Oh, we've never seen that before. Like, the whole film makes itself pointless. And then we're just like following people around. Well, they like, now we're going to look at stuff through night vision. Now we're going to look at stuff over here. Now we're going to look at stuff over here and the whole horde is going to be running around. It's like, it felt boring. And the other film was quiet, nomadic silent had all these atmospheres and empty space and empty audio and that was never boring this film was filled with dialogue and like weird music and all these like action and i was bored out of my mind the entire time in weak exposition and weak storytelling and, and plenty of you can't just trump up a film useless fucking jump scares out the ass even yeah one, a lot of those one scene where there was two jump scares in one scene, it was just the same, the same character going, ah, jumping out. <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to be scary? Are you trying to scare yeah, me? I... You only made me jump. You didn't do jack shit. I didn't piss myself. I didn't do nothing. It's like, the first movie was about survival. Like, the concept of survival and, like, what people do in insane circumstances to each other and good and bad and all of that. And no one was a hero. No one could save the world. No one was going to end the pandemic. No one was going to rebuild a country on their own two hands. No one's going to accidentally stumble upon a vaccine and then bring it to the president. <laughs> like, no dumb anything. This movie isn't even about the infected. or the. It's just about, like, a little family dynamic. And then that ends about an hour and a half in, or about like an hour in. And then it's kind of about survival, but it's still like this dad and son dynamic throughout the rest of the film. It's like, what am I watching now? Like the other one, there wasn't like a destination exactly. There wasn't like, we have to bring this here or that there. The, the, one of the characters even says, there's no sense in planning. We're useless. The best we can hope for is to live another day. That's what the movie was about. This one is weird all these like scripted things and these characters that are all like i can't keep yelling about it i don't like it nick <laughs> this wasn't a good movie um, and it maybe it was just a mediocre movie i have one thing maybe it was just a mediocre movie i have one thing to point out about the first movie in the dialogue and then make a connection with the sequel okay so mark is describing how he lost his family. Uh, and it kind of, like, sounds exactly like some of the scenes that play out in 28 Weeks. Uh, everyone's getting infected. The outbreak happens in 28 Weeks. Everybody's getting infected. Mark loses his grip on his sister's hand. Little boy loses his grip on his sister's hand. Uh, and dad gets infected. Oh, dad gets infected and he sees dad uh, getting infected. He's climbing 
<clears throat> on all these like a crowd of people he's climbing up, up on them like their carpet what does the boy do climbs on a bunch of people like their carpet and hmm. he gets to a higher place I feel like they just took some dialogue and just decided to throw in that kind of scene and just like rehash yeah. something that doesn't need that's a good point th- that's like I put I put two and two together and I was like that's a little weird and <laughs> I'm like could this be a prequel but it's called 28 weeks later <laughs> time travel maybe uh Okay, so... Who knows what lows the third one might steep to. I really want a good third film. If they're doing another one... Dan- Danny Boyle has and they do a, another, he's like, saying that he's coming back for it. So, like, I have high hopes. Okay. Because if he does end up making 28 months later, I would love to see 28 years later. 28 decades later. Who <laughs> fucking knows? 127 yeah. hours later. Uh... <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> that is the best thing we've I ever do, come up with. <laughs> I do too. Uh, okay, I had like one thing to talk about in the original film. Uh, trying to remember. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so you remember the scene? It was like right towards the end. Uh, they get in the car. Well, after Jim gets shot, they get in the car and everything, and they're driving off. And then they hit the gate, and it kind of goes black. Yeah. That was supposed to be the definitive ending. That was okay. That was supposed to be like the, the ending, and it was supposed to uh, leave the uh, the viewer to speculate on whether. Uh, whether or not they survive or anything like that then fox new or fox news uh fox <laughs> fox uh saw saw the movie and decided to give danny boyle uh a large sum of money to continue and push forward the ending and make more and uh there was like multiple endings to this film uh compared okay. to the one that we got and even one of them, uh, Jim is on the hospital table, and they're trying to save Jim, and Jim just flat out fucking dies. And then we get the scene where uh, they're in the cottage, and they're and Selena is doing the stitching, and we get that outcome, but without Jim. Uh, apparently, there's a comic book, and in the comic book. Uh, it takes place like right after 28 days later and the military comes and they, they grab the survivors they grab Jim, Selena and uh, the little girl and they fucking outright execute Jim because he oh that's great because oh my he, god <laughs> he killed all those soldiers yeah man crazy right and i kind of don't like that to be honest because how well it sucks as a viewer but that's brutal that's kind of the, the vibe they were going for in the film yeah these minor human errors just cause untold trauma man nice yeah uh oh boy 
Um, I want to make sure. Did we do it? Are we done? I want to make sure that we didn't uh, forget anything whatsoever. So I'm trying to like I'm I'm brain scanning right now and I'm and I'm sifting through my thoughts on the sequel. And I'm just we got forgot one thing that I want I want to mention. I'm glad I stopped and paused. Uh, okay. The scene that pissed me off the most in this fucking movie. Not 28 days later, by the way. Uh, I'm talking about 28 weeks later. The helicopter scene. The most ridiculous scene that oh I have ever God. seen in cinema history. There's probably even... I forgot about... Like, it's even worse than The Room. And I actually like The Room. That's a good movie. <laughs> I thought he was going... Oh, no. My phone fell. Hold on. Now you're back. <laughs> I had such a physical reaction to what you just said that my phone just toppled over i thought that scene was going to be even more ridiculous when he started weaving the helicopter back and forth i thought he was going to throw the guy into the blades but what he ended up doing was finding a horde of zombies and just luring him in like bait and then chopping them up from the like, who wrote this? Somebody was on... They have no understanding of what the first film was. Oh, my God. Somebody was on cocaine when they wrote that scene. I have, without a doubt it in my mind... It was bizarre. That it was really weird. And somehow it fit the tone of the film. That's how weird this movie was. I didn't question it. I just thought, oh, that's insane. And, and it makes sense that it's in this movie. <laughs> and something that really pisses me off about this scene, you see... Some of the infected getting up, missing large chunks <clears throat> of body parts, like tort, like oh really, holes, yeah, and some of them crawling. They're supposed to be some of them crawling wow. with their guts hanging out, and that heavily implies that these creatures are undead, and that completely right. goes against Danny Boyle's original vision. Of these aren't yeah. undead, these aren't zombies, these are infected human beings who are still conscious, but they cannot control what they're doing because of the virus. And that completely just does a 180 and it makes it very hypocritical and just yeah. stupid and dumbs down anything <laughs> credible. And like, I like. I remember sitting through this movie when I was a kid and I enjoyed it. Now I look back on it. I didn't it, watch this one when I was younger. Now that I look back on it, I'm I'm like, you were stupid. You were even more stupid than I realized. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, 28 Days Later was about survivors surviving human turmoil and decisions that are very hard to make. 28 weeks later is what would happen if the military was retarded and and the pandemic happened again and they were just like fuck it let's just murder everybody yep that, that about sums it up <laughs> i feel like that's gonna happen anytime soon okay just, all right just waiting yeah so anytime soon now I mean, I see it. I see it everywhere. People are, are, are rioting and stuff, and violence everywhere, and people. Violence everywhere. <laughs> violence. What do you? There are peaceful protests everywhere, but. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't say. I 
didn't say that. Okay. I, I, I see people throwing their feces and all sorts of. Are you still? Oh, Nick, you're tuned into Discovery Channel. <laughs> you weren't getting coronavirus news. <laughs> oh, that's my why, phone keeps toppling over. Here. That's why that lady was naked. Wait a minute. I don't think I was watching the, the History, History Channel. Channel. I think I was watching porn. The History Channel. <laughs> Did you see the okay. History Channel or All the right. Discovery Channel? I said, <laughs> I said Discovery. I thought in in my world it was funny to me that you were watching animals do things and you were getting political commentary out of it. <laughs> Maybe I was watching porn and I was getting political commentary out of it. Maybe so. Who knows. It could be one way or another. I, I'm not. I, I can't. I I'm can't, not going to keep prodding. Maybe. I, I can't <laughs> like tell what's what anymore. <laughs> I can agree to that. Everything, everything seems equally shallow now, except for good movies, which is why we're doing this. Yes. So. Agreed. So. I, th I think. If you also, if you also <clears throat> agree, uh, if you also think that. <laughs> transitions uh, yes things um oh god i threw you off my, my brain is like panicking right now it's like hit the anxiety <laughs> button he doesn't know what the fuck to say freak out stop saying like uh um and you know i literally have that written down okay so transitioning over uh that was our discussion and review of 28 days later your thoughts on 28 Days Later, Brian? Really good. One of my favorite horror films. And your thoughts on 28 Weeks Later? Really disappointing. Would you... I don't want to call it names. It just it was a gigantic loss of what could have been oh. an incredible series. Would you ever... Would you... Entirely missed the point. Would you ever watch this movie again, Brian? I, I wouldn't, because it isn't even like fun as a bad movie. It's just really sad that that we didn't get what could have been an extension of 28 Days Later, which is so good, and it could be modernized, man. Like, I'm not talking about remaking 28 Days Later. I mean, if we had this third one, apparently. That, the themes of that, just emptiness, hollowness, meaninglessness, you could do so much with that today. I just want, I want to see that. And then now we're getting hung up on a horrible second movie, and now people like me are going to doubt it. Like, I'm not motivated to watch the third one if it came out. I'm not motivated to be excited about it. I would have been if it were just 28 but, Days Later, though. But if, so. if Danny Boyle has his hands in the pie, would you be excited? I would be, but I don't know if... I know he did Train Spotting. It's one of the best movies I've ever watched. But I also watched Train Spotting 2. It was a fine film, but it was not necessary. <laughs> So talk about missing the point. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so I don't I don't know if I want a third one. I don't know if Boyle did Transpotting 2, but if he did, then I'm kind of scared for 28 months later if that comes out. So but to, all right, what about you? Give me your summaries. 28 days later, I enjoyed it. I love it. I'll never stop loving it. I'll always love it. Yeah. I'll always cherish it like a crazy crazed boyfriend. Like, I'm on bath salts. Wow. <laughs> uh, just tearing your fucking face off in rage. Um, 28 weeks later, very disappointed, very upset. 
just I can't believe that they just dropped the ball on this. I feel like the person that worked on that film didn't know what the fuck they were doing, didn't get the point of the first movie, probably didn't really care about the first movie. It just scrambled a bunch yeah. of dumb shit to draw in teenagers to uh, be like, ooh, titties, snipers, like, stalking and spying on people. That's just really fucking creepy. Um, so this is what Hawkeye is doing when he's not in the Avengers. Shame. For shame. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That was our review for the Days Later uh, movies. Oh, God. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, if you enjoyed this little discussion and review, uh, go ahead and give us a thumbs up. You can also find us on anchor.com. That's a podcast hosting server. If you listen to us on that, that will help us out a lot. Uh, yes, and, and you can access our podcast, <coughs> iTunes, Spotify, whatever. I mean, you can. we're pretty much everywhere now. So please do, and listen to our cool new ad. I guess you heard it already if you, if you got this far in the video. Uh, but we're trying to up the ante here. Yes. We're trying our hardest. I'm, so. I'm trying my hardest, and I'm trying to come up with new ideas to keep these videos fresh and entertaining. And I'm putting my blood, guts, and sweat into editing every single episode that I get my hands on to make sure that you know we get, we get this content out and rolling. But I'm also making sure that it's good yes. content and it's worthy of our our viewers and listeners if you're out there if you're out there please <laughs> for the love of god just <laughs> love us please do you want to film this nick <laughs> this is a private conversation <laughs> please i'm we also dying um i don't know what we're recording next but we're gonna have fun with it. We're gonna do something cool, and we're gonna make another review. It's gonna be I good. Have a few ideas. You need to subscribe to make sure you get your tabs on it. We'll find it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Wave, Nick. <laughs> Paralyze the world.